What's going on, EPW Nation? It's your boys from the Everything College Basketball Podcast, Josh and Peyton, here to remind you all that college basketball season is right around the corner. Yes, we finally know it's right around the corner, and Peyton, there's only one place people should go for all the college basketball excitement. Well, Josh, the only place to find all college basketball hoops all the time is Everything College Basketball. Everything College Basketball can be listened to on several podcast hosting sites like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And we can also be found on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Everything College Basketball. Yes, make sure you are joining the group with a couple other hundred people and growing by the day as we march into year number three of the Everything College Basketball networking system. Now, let's get back to Conrad and everything pro wrestling. It's episode 17 of Clash of the Podcast. Uh, this is your home to one of the best podcasts where we come together, everything pro wrestling, Hubbard wrestling, and you guys know what we do every single week on here. We talk wrestling and make magic. We have a wonderful community full of people who are accepting, and uh, I can't wait to hear some of the thoughts and opinions on these questions that we have for tonight's special holiday Q&A. So this is going to definitely be one of our uh, laid back, but I think we're going to have some fun with this episode. Make sure you guys stick around, and we are going to start that intro that I love oh so much right now. Oh, it stopped. It stopped. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> for those listening on the uh, live viewing on YouTube with us, um, Sean, happy holidays, first and foremost, man. How was your uh, Christmas? Yeah, it was good. Thank you for uh, the well wishes. We obviously touched base yesterday, um, but um, it was a blessing, man. Family's still up here at my mother's house. I'm actually going to go back over to my mother's house after we finish recording. The whole family's over there. They're going to be up through Wednesday, which is awesome. And uh, just enjoying good times and good vibes and good energy. How about you? It's different up here in Buffalo. It's a little little bit snowy. Uh, Snow is high as probably like your porches and stuff. Mm. Um, Today was the first day I was actually able to go outside and actually like shovel and try to do some stuff. So we were out making some moves, trying to make sure uh, like the grandparents were okay, people like that. Today was a lot of checking in on people, making sure everybody is good. So it's been uh, it's been a wild one here in Buffalo, man. But 
I had I was grateful I got to spend Christmas time together. And there was only one visual I thought of when I thought of Sean Hubbard and Christmas, and it was you standing on a chair for some reason and yelling at people. <laughs> and that, that, was, that, was, that was a that's an insider comment that I had to get him with yes. on here. And for the record, it did take place. We did have that conversation. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Uh, welcome, man. I'm seeing a lot of uh, people in the chat here. Positively E, first one saying, yep. What's good, E? Uh, my man, Black Rob, run the mob. What is happening, Rob? Good to see you. Uh, e said, lucky 17. I like that. I like that. Casey Briggs has joined us. Usually he's uh, watching on the after show, but he must be home for the holidays saying, yo, 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 ho, ho, ho. Uh, Mr. Pro Wrestling one in the house. I see you were excited. What's going on, bro? Um, e, thank you. Thank you. Sick, yo, sick hit us with a slew of questions at the last second. So depending on, I'm going to kind of let you pick where we go with this and uh, I'll let you know. But uh, Casey said, Feliz Navidad. Thank you. Hippie holidays. I need to get snowshoes. Listen, you left Buffalo good, sir. Don't you dare. I am not getting any of those shoes. Actually, I did have some Tims that my wife pulled out today. She said, you haven't worn these in a while. I'm like, no, these are suede. I can't. I can't yeah. worry. I'm wearing the sneakers outside. We can't mess up the Tims. Uh, let me see here. Demond McKinney. Yo, happy holidays. I'm here to talk wrestling and let you know you're going to shoot your eye out. I actually watched a couple movies for Christmas. I don't know if you have you done any movie watching, Sean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we do Home Alone and Home Alone 2 every single year. Classic. Wh which one's your favorite? Lost in New York is actually my favorite, the second one. Wow. I saw some people saying that. I'm like, yo, I love the OG because he's just a kid in that one and it just fits so well. The second one, um, the second one is cool because, you know, Joe Pesci's character and the, the burglars, they think that they have Macaulay Culkin's character outsmarted on some of the scenes, like, cause they remember the previous year. So they're ducking the paint cans, but they don't realize that a big, massive, massive pipe is heading there where it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and the, the paint can off the roof thing is unbelievable. So funny. <laughs> Casey. Wow. What a hole. <laughs> there, you yeah. there you go. There you go. BJ saying, yo, yo, yo. Oh yeah. This is definitely your favorite line. Suck <laughs> Yes, Casey, 100%. Something that you can hear yelled through New York City at any time of the year. <laughs> you never know out in these streets, man. Uh, Malik, <laughs> Malik Murray, a fan of the six-pack coming through. What is good, man? Y'all boy, the boy is back, man. I appreciate that, Malik. Thank wow. you for joining us, man. I don't know if you got to submit a question or whatnot, but that's what we're doing. Today's just a Q&A. It's a laid-back episode of the podcast. So if you guys could. You know how this goes every week. Leave a like on the video for us. I would also appreciate if you watch after again, or maybe even after this ends, you could throw a comment in. It helps. I'll respond to it. I promise you. Uh, that gets more traction on the videos as well. Um, and if you're not, subscribe to the channel and subscribe to Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. All that information is down below. Like I said, this is called Clash of the Podcast. So we are promoting each other's podcast here, and we're trying to get Sean some uh some more stuff going on over here on his website. He just released an awesome, awesome video about uh, boxers. Sean, tell him about it real quick. I, I'm very blessed. Um, I didn't see that coming. Um, I put out a pound for pound top 10 fighters uh, podcast where I basically did analysis of the top 10 fighters in the world in Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Analytics uh, opinion. And it did extremely well. Um, some of my best numbers to date. 
Uh, so I want to thank anybody who uh, listened. I know you obviously tuned in. So um, shout out to Fight TV as well. But we're we're gaining some ground. But it's not even really about that, man. I'm I'm enjoying being here. Um, EPW is was one of my favorite shows before we even became friends. And obviously, it's a blessing that we've become friends and brothers. And um, it, it's it's all about camaraderie, man. So that's what the wrestling community is all about, man. You know what I'm saying? You start off just being wrestling fans, and then before you know it, you got family. So there, there's a blessing in that. For sure. Now, listen, TikTok, you let me down. I didn't see – I didn't get too many questions from TikTok, so you're getting skipped, all right? Now, we can go – Discord, I have a bunch. I have a couple from Discord. Facebook, I have the most. Twitter, I have some as well. So, Sean, I'm going to let you guide this a little bit. Where do you want to start? How do you want to start from this? Well, let me let me start off by saying, number one, um, that I directed all of my followers to you as it related to questions. So I wanted to make sure that we all had it at one place and one time. So that's why you probably got, you know, I'm very happy you got a lot of questions. Um are you asking me what platform we should work with first? I mean, I always yeah, like yeah. I'm always partial to Twitter. Twitter, you know, is kind of like where we got this thing started. But um, I'm just assuming that you probably got some more on Twitter. Am I right? I, actually, I'm surprised Facebook was the winner in this one. Okay, there, there okay. Some, yeah, there were some good uh, conversations going back and forth. Uh, Malik Murray's throwing out a question. I get. Uh, I don't know if you want to spoil this or not. Yeah, uh, this oh, is going to be a. It's not. It's not a spoiler, unfortunately, Malik. Um, but I will. I will take this opportunity to just quick segue because um, I don't want to take away from from our show. Um, but real quick, Marvin Hagler would not be on this particular list because it's the top ten pound for pound fighters in the world today. Um, I will be doing a, a top ten historical uh, countdown soon. So, uh, and I will spoil the fact that it would be very, very difficult to not have. The marvelous one, rest in peace, on that list. But he's not on this list. Go check the. Go check my channel. It's top ten in the world in 2022. When I last looked at it, it had he was sitting at like 662. I think we can get him to 1K. Thank I you. really do. Thank so you. like, let's let's boost that up. And uh, I need I need the marvelous one on that list for sure, though, because that was my favorite boxer to play. Legends of the Boxing on Sega Genesis. I will whoop somebody still. In that, if anybody wants the hands, the homework has not been done yet. But once the homework is done, I just, as a boxing historian, I would find it very difficult to think that the marvelous one would not make that top ten. That's not, that's not a prediction; it's a spoiler. Casey, I'm not on TikTok. Is not helpful. <laughs> We've been through this. <laughs> Matt Lopez says, "Good evening. What is going on, Matty Lopez? You are much appreciated, sir." Connor No Soccer is saying hello to us. Um, and you know what? If you guys have them for the chat, remind me, and I will uh, try to save these puppies. Yeah, gonna, I just start one that I got. McKinney and Briggs are already starting to put yes, and by all no, means. no, no. Casey's question is not going to be answered because oh. you are not going to ask that question about Batista. And okay. if you've been watching wrestling since 2010 and been on YouTube, you know the question about Batista, and it better not be that. Okay, because okay. nobody knows the answer to that except for the ladies. All right. All right. So let me see here. We got some oh, we got a couple late ones on Twitter. Maybe, maybe I was wrong. Let's see here. All right, let's start with Matt Lopez. He asked a couple. So and he actually won the gift card. So uh won the bravo. Gift card. It is on the way. The reason why there was a delay for some reason, uh I don't wanna 
when we speak about outside companies, we always keep it light and bright. So since this is not necessarily the best commentary, I'm going to not name the, uh, even though you guys heard it before, I'm not going to name the company. For some reason, the gift card thing was shut down through Christmas. It's opening back up on the 29th, so I will get that to you. We will get that to you on the 29th. Once again, congratulations, Matt Lopez. Right. Um, Cray said, what up, everyone? Hopes everyone's Christmas went well, as well as it could, brother. As well as it could. Let's start here with Matt Lopez, though. He won, so we're going to go with him first. Sorry, XGW fam. So, Matt Lopez, after WrestleMania, do you think Triple H needs to do a soft reboot by having a draft is question one. Well, you know what? I'm going to – I know you asked the question on behalf of ML. You answer it, bro. I, I think yes. I would like to see Triple H mix it up a little bit. Like, let's put some pieces in different spots. I'm watching some people, bro. They're struggling. They're struggling out there. I watched that Usos tag match, bro. I, uh, I just was like, yo, we got to do something different with some of these teams, man. And it's not just Hit Row. It's a lot of people. I'm just like, we got to do something different. That's how I'm feeling right now with some of the, the mid-card like tag team situation. We need a plan, and we need to know what are we doing going forward for WWE. And if Triple H's vision is part of that, let's announce it and let's let's show it now. Um, I, I think the answer is no for me for only because of the fact that they're not stringent about who appears on shows exclusively anyway. So for me, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, beating a dead horse. Now, of course, there are people who are exclusive. You will never see the, um, I'll just use Hit Row as an example. You'll never see Hit Row on Raw because they are exclusive to SmackDown. You know, there, there are people who are exclusive to each show, but it's like, the people who are, here's the thing, Conrad. The people who are exclusive to each show don't really matter. Wow, did I just say that? I think I just said that. People who are exclusive to each show don't really matter. Am I upset that Tazawa is not on SmackDown every week? I couldn't care less. Am I am I upset that that Ronda Rousey doesn't cross over? I couldn't care less. At the end of the day, a draft would be cool, but a draft doesn't mean anything because WWE hasn't had the draft mean anything in so long. There's your answer, Matt. What does what does AEW have to focus on in uh, 2023? Um, making MJF not be resented for being champion. What do you mean by that? That's that's an interesting comment. So many times we have champions who ascend to the top of the mountain. We can't wait to see them get there, and once they get there, they become stale they become and then the fans become resentful you know five months in six months in all of a sudden it's like you want them to drop the title and i can understand that because there's a certain uh aspect of you know stop you know you don't want a 2003 you know triple h situation but at the same time as long as it's done properly see to me you'll, you'll get a, you'll get a kick out of this and you'll probably think that i'm crazy for it there was one aspect of the old WCW that I did not mind, that, that people think is a bad idea or was a bad idea, but I liked it. I liked the fact that you could drop a title on Nitro. I liked the fact that you can go drop a title on Thunder. It didn't bother me at all. I mean, you had world championship matches every other week. You need to make the situation more believable. Obviously, 
MJF's the hottest commodity you have right now. He should be champion. But if you continue to have him win every single week, it's really early right now. We're not even talking about any time soon. I'm talking about when it gets warm outside again. If he's still beating people like Starks and stuff like that, and it just continues to roll and roll and roll, by the time he gets to the end of the year, it's going to be stale. Make it mean something. I was just glad you didn't say Chamber of Horrors. That that was one thing. No, <laughs> baby, baby, we got we got to put MJF in that Chamber of Horrors, baby. <laughs> we gonna have we gonna have Cactus Jack flick that switch. <laughs> fans, they gonna go nuts. They gonna go nuts for this. Wow. All right, big get big Abby in there. Yeah, Abby the Butcher. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, AEW's got a lot to focus on. Um, I, I'm gonna go large, large, large term here when I'm thinking of this Rampage. Rampage has to matter. There are very few weeks now that doesn't matter. I don't know. Like, you're just like, okay, Orange Cassidy's in the main event against QT Marshall. Waka, waka, waka. And I'm just like, that's kind of buns. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends. Like, this show needs to feel like SmackDown. I know they've lost some people. Adam Cole's out, you know, but you got to find a way to make that show like, yo, we have to watch this. I think one of the biggest things is what you were mentioning storyline carry through. Have the world champ on Rampage. He's not appearing on Dynamite tonight. He will be on Rampage this Friday. MJF issues an open right. challenge. Right. Ooh, you could do stuff like that. Do they? They don't. Uh, we're also getting a new stage set and look. Let's get away from the TNA look, and I think we need to try to become something more unique or something grander. I think I want a bigger stage. Like, make it feel like this is a big a big show. Like, yo, you came to the big times. This isn't – I know people like the indie part of AEW, but I think you still have to try to make it feel bigger and better. Absolutely. Um, and I think AEW has to focus on AEW. Get away from the ROH stuff a little bit. Like, just try to have less of it on your shows. I know it's not going to be completely avoidable, but less of it would be better, in my opinion. Or make Rampage exclusive ROH. Yeah, and I think all that stuff's going to be negotiated in their next uh, television deal. At least to me, that's what I'm thinking. Um, and I am starring these questions, guys. And I have a start section. Uh, okay. Conrad, don't disrespect Dusty. I didn't disrespect. I, I listen, baby. I would never disrespect your Mac and Dream. <laughs> my son Cody, my son Cody, <laughs> gonna be out here doing his thing at WrestleMania for me. Uh, okay, okay. I'm getting a lot of questions here. Bow. All right. Uh, let me see. Matt's got two more. Uh, what does ROH need to do to be must watch? Be on Friday nights and have that show be exclusively theirs. One hour for me is what I think they should do to be must watch. One hour television programming. You can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You really can't. Like, what What else do they want them to do? I One wish, hour to me. There was a be time where, like, I was so, you know, gung-ho about shows being long because it was like more wrestling, more wrestling. Oh, it's great that Raw's three hours. Big mistake. You know, it's it's too much. You're just flailing around, and I, I don't want AEW to make the same make the same mistake. Right, uh, Chucky. I see you saying get them off of uh, get ROH off AEW television. I can agree with that. Um, yeah, Rampage has to be like it was for the first Rampage. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to do that every week though, too, with injuries and such. And I think Tony Khan falls into those ruts. I don't. Has anybody ever noticed? Real quick, I'm, I'm going back to that AEW question for a second. To me, ROH be different and be an hour. Um, 
going back to that AEW question though, do you guys know what Rampage is modeled after? I think Sean knows for sure, but do you guys know? I'm trying to. I've been trying to explain this to people for a few weeks now. It's 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 modeled after main event Saturday night's main event. The first match is the main event match. Right. It's not really the last match. I know we get the Mark Henry thing, but that's just to keep you in. It's time for yeah. the main event, and Mark Henry loves that because of wrestling he used to watch as a kid. He always wanted to have like a little catchphrase before that. Mm-hmm. This all works, man. Rampage just needs bigger matches and higher profile people on the show every week, and you need storylines continuing over on there so people will want to see it. If Tony can't do that. I'm glad you brought up the main event and or Saturday night's main event because there were a lot of times back in the day where that show was only an hour. And, um, you know, I mean, the ideal time that they had back in the day, the NBC contract and the, the situation between Vince McMahon and Dick Ebersol, they had a 90-minute situation. But there were times on Friday nights when they only had an hour, um, like 43, 44 minutes of actual airtime, including commercials. And you still had the Mega Powers versus, uh, you know, the Twin Towers, you still had a secondary match of like Ted DiBiase versus Hercules, and it was all entertaining. You were able to mix in all the swag and all the things that were going on, and it made sense. A weekly show where it was, I mean, obviously the main event was like a five-time-a-year kind of deal, but a weekly show, main event coming on, that part doesn't bother me. The main event coming on first, the main event going on last, it's irrelevant. The bottom line is, make it something that means something, like Conrad was saying. Don't allow Rampage to be a show that you don't have a problem missing. Because I'll tell you what, I miss Monday Night Raw more times than I'm even comfortable uh, admitting. And, I, and I'm starting to miss Rampage just as much. There's only one show that I make sure I watch if I'm not, you know, with my family or outside or having fun or doing whatever. There's only one show I make, make sure I watch on a weekly basis on both brands. One being SmackDown for WWE and the other one being Dynamite. Rampage falls by the wayside and so does Raw. Right. He said TNA never looked as good. <laughs> I'm just saying the tunnels look the same, though. Like, I get TNA feels when I first saw those tunnels that they use for uh, for the Dynamite shows. And he said, you're trying to give, uh, what was it, the Turner Tron in WCW 2000. They were trying, man. They were trying. Um, if I'm missing a question, guys, put hashtag Ask Clash, and I'll try to save some of your questions within, like, Big T, I see you guys putting them in. We're going to try to get through these as quickly as possible for some of them. Matt Lopez's last question. I can't wait to hear this. If the WWE Undisputed Championship is split, who should be a world champion? I think Roman Reigns should retain the Universal, and I think Cody Rhodes or Seth Rollins should win the WWE. Okay. That's that's I'm in uh, agreement with that. I think that um, if you're going to split the titles, Roman should be. But I th- I took it more as who would be a future champion, maybe. Um, but you could take that either way. You could take that either way. Their future for a long time anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that Montez Ford is someone that I would be looking at to try to put the championship mm. on mm. for sure. Lord, not the Turner Tron. I'm just telling you, that's what it was called, man. They used to go in for that. Um, let me see here. Oh, this is the one that had some interesting ones on it. I got pictures for this, too. Who's in the chat? Uh, what up, Chad? I saw you just join in here. Yeah, what up, Chad? What up? Let me see. Seth Rollins is stale. He, he, I'm not as high on him as others are, and it's not because of his wrestling ability. It's his uh, – I don't get his character. I still don't get it. I love Maybe it. 
I love it. I love it. I know you've said it since day one, bro. So I can't. You I, and a couple other people. I'm like, you've said it. Like I love the character. So um, the only problem yeah. is it's becoming a face, and when Cody comes back, that all goes away. My man said moldy. <laughs> Terrible. All right, let's get this in. Uh, XGW XGW Fed on Twitter asks, "What is your favorite upset win of all time in pro wrestling?" Um, I know mine already. If you need time, I got you. One, two, three, kid, Razor Ramon. Only because I watched it with my dad, and that was around the time when they used to say, anything could happen in the World Wrestling Federation. And I said that to my dad. I'll never forget. Kid gets whipped into the ropes. Razor goes in. Oh, oh, I hit my arm underneath. Moonsault. We're sitting there. One, two, three. My dad was like, yo, how did you know that was going to happen? I was just, I'll never forget it. He was like, how did you know that guy was going to win? And when I saw that match with uh, Jericho and Action Andretti, mm-hmm. I told everyone, I'm like, yo, this kid's really good. They were like, who is this dude? Blah, blah, blah. Everyone's treating him like he's a bum or something. I'm like, all right. And then as soon as they started seeing the match a little bit more, bounce off the ropes. And I'm like, yo, he's going to win. And they were like, no, nah, not against Jericho. That shooting star press, one, two, three, Jericho with the stupid look on his face. And they were like, Bro, how did you know? It just took me all the way back to being six years old, five years old, whatever I was at the time watching that. And I was like, I told you, bro, that dude was good. I knew from his match with QT Marshall, like, he had to win that. That's what's up. I like it. I like it. Um, my greatest upset would have to be the match that never happened. Um, it's not in the record books. Triple H told us it never happened. Shane McMahon told us it never happened. We have to wipe it from our minds, but it's still in my mind. Chris Jericho even though it never happened, quote-unquote, Chris Jericho defeated Triple H for the WWE Championship in uh, in uh, early-ish 2000 um, after Triple H had retained the title at WrestleMania in the four-way. He was on his way to losing the title at Backlash, but in the middle of that, he um, he uh, hit the moon, the line salt, and, uh, you know, to our eyes, you know, won the title, but, of course, it was a, controversial decision and triple h had all the power and the decision was reversed that was because earl hebner was being a crooked referee again that night he fast counted triple h because triple h was abusing him it wasn't hunter's fault reverse the decision that was the greatest hour ever you know who played the role the best in that the apa the APA protected afterwards. Jericho had them to protect the ring. And then when they took Triple H, they're like, sorry, bro. And he had them hooked by the arms. No, no, they cheated me. That was, yo, APA was dope. That's hilarious. Dope. I saw action figures of them when I was uh, doing my Christmas shopping. Loved it. Nice. Oh, my goodness. This topic, bro. Oh. I'll put it up on the screen. I got a picture for this one. Lex Luger. Did you ever want to see Lex Luger become the WWF champion? As a kid, Sean, going back, bro, was Lex Luger your guy, or were you like, nah, I never believed it? Lex Luger in WWE. We're not talking about August of 1997, because in August of 1997, when he stole the title from Hogan, I thought that was actually a good storyline because we all know he. Me and my brother marked out for that when that happened. I loved it, and I think we all kind of knew that he'd lose it back at at, at World Wild. But 1994 Lex Luger, 1993 Lex Luger, he was corny, bro. I was not a fan. I did not like Lex Luger. I thought he was really corny. 
I was very disappointed when he was the one who got off the helicopter at the Slam Challenge. I was very disappointed when he got another chance after he was contractually obligated to never get a title shot again. He did not get the job done at SummerSlam 93. Somehow he weasels his way into the Royal Rumble. Somehow he weasels his way to a co-victory with Bret Hart. At the end of the day, though, no, I was not a fan. I'm glad he did not win the title. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. So let, I'll say this to be fair. I would have predicted Lex to get the title as a kid back then. Did I want to see him with it? Not as much as I would rather see Brett with it. Brett was more my guy by the 94 Rumble when it was tight. I was like, Luger's feet hit first. Luger's feet must have hit first. There's no way. And then afterwards, they split up the title shot or whatever. Listen, I, I'll go in and I'll say this. Uh, shout out to Marcus Stevenson, who got this in the WWE games. But Sean used to be in this room with the cassette player. I'll be your hero. There he is. He's getting off with the America shirt. Uh, by the way, if you've never seen, uh, I can't remember which Survivor Series it was. It might be 93 with Lex Luger and his family there around like the fire and all that. Bro, Bruce Pritchard said they shot that for like six hours. How could you take that long to just send a message to America about Thanksgiving, bro? I felt so bad. But you know what? Lex Luger's actually from my area. I actually worked with his nephew. I, I, I usually don't like to bring that up. But okay. we, used to call, we used to call him the total package. I'll tell you why after. It's a funny okay. story. But not, not on the podcast. That's an right. off, offline story. But absolutely uh lex could have been champ i think they tested the waters and they just were like nah this ain't gonna work people ain't believing it man brett was the better champ brett was popular in europe and everything else i think they made the right move in the end yeah uh, hold on let me pull up bj's comment here real quick i think luger and hart would have been uh, a better match and better story told if luger would have beat yoko first and then brett beat luger well luger should never put his hands on mr perfect <laughs> here we go uh most hated story. The rule, do the rules not vividly state you're not supposed to put your hands on an official? I could have sworn I saw Luger attack Mr. Perfect. That was unacceptable. Yeah, Lex is a legend. Um, he's really, really nice guy when you get to meet him. I've met him later in uh, life, like after his wrestling stuff was all done. Lex is a really, really nice guy. He is a nice guy. He is a nice guy. He's also, he's found religion. He's a very nice man. Um, unfortunately, in 94, it was just like, it was just too much. It was like eating... Uh, eating like uh, spoonfuls of sugar. It was like it was just starting to rot your teeth, and it was just too much. I'll be your head. All right, yeah, I mean, it was like really OD. Like, yeah. Our next question involves this logo, Sean. Who are your favorite world championship wrestling wrestlers? If you had to throw some out there, who were some of your favorites? I I was a big fan of uh, Big Van Vader. Oh, power bombing the jobbers, breaking their backs. It was definitely Vader time in my house. Um, Ron Simmons was cool. Um, I thought he was better in Doom. I thought Doom was a better – him and, and, and uh, Butch Reed were a good tag team. He ended up being world champion, the first African-American world champion, which is obviously really cool. Um, I mean, Sting, obviously. Um, I actually like, you know, rainbow, you know, multicolored Sting and black and white Sting. Both were pretty cool. And uh, my favorite tag team of all time, Harlem Heat. Okay. Uh, I'm going to add some different names to it because I do like Harlem Heat, too. My brother and sister actually used to love Harlem Heat. They got, like, the little action figures, the, those hard WCW ones. Like, you knew someone's finger was getting busted if you were both playing like this with, with them with each other. 
Um, I was a big fan of the Steiner brothers. I love them in WCW. Luger always felt better in WCW to me, too, since that question was asked before. Like, I liked Luger uh, when he was there. I'm trying to think of who else. Cactus Jack was another one of my favorites. He always just did something different and crazy um, when you would think about it and remember it. Um, he Who We Shall Not Speak Of was another one of my favorites. Yeah, um, it was really good. He Who We Should Not Speak Of was really, really, really good. Yeah, Benoit, Saturn, Jericho, Rey Mysterio, that whole cruiser, Hooventud. I loved all those dudes. Um, Super Calo was another one who I thought was really, really good. Huh? Um, oh, you know who I liked? <laughs> you know who I really enjoyed? Disco Inferno. I really enjoyed oh, Disco Inferno, and I really enjoyed when they gave him the stunner as his finisher, and they called it the chart buster. I liked them. That was so whack when they did that. I was like, they're definitely trying to bury Stone Cold with this. Conan was another one of my favorites. Um, well, you know what? I'll see your Disco Inferno, and I'll raise you an Alex Wright. I was a big fan of the little step. Okay. Yeah, that was my joint, man. Oh, someone said Vampiro in the chat. I'm seeing Vampiro, Magnum TA. Oh, you know Magnum TA, Koloff and all them. The Mac and Dream, Dusty Rhodes. You know, baby, I'm coming for that that six-man title with Doom. We coming after you, baby. Uh, you have Flair. I always liked Flair. Filthy Animals. I love their theme song. Yes. <laughs> Snatch your weed out your pocket and smoke it. <laughs> They're trying to act so hard. Can I, can I have two more minutes to talk about Disco? I want to. I want to defend Disco Inferno. Okay? Oh, you better. I hope you talk about his opinions because Disco's opinions are trash. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to talk about Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno in the early days, 95, 96 was corny, right? By the time 97, 98 rolled around, unfortunately, WCW was about to start a downward spiral. But 98 Disco Inferno was really entertaining. Like he came out. He danced. The fans were into it. The fans were very much into it when he won the world TV title. The fans were very much into it when he won the uh, Cruiserweight title. And I challenge any one of you who are on the network or Peacock, whatever you want to call it, Super Brawl 1998. WCW Super Brawl 1998 is the year that's fa- that's the pay-per-view that, Rick, uh, that uh, Scott Steiner famously turned on his brother Rick to join the NWO. The first or second match of the night, I forget what it was, Disco Inferno against La Parca. You tell me what that crowd reaction was. When Disco Inferno hit the chart buster, a.k.a. the stunner, on La Parca to win the match, you tell me what that crowd reaction was. That crowd reaction was off the chain. Disco Inferno had potential. It just never panned all the way out. Yeah, we are getting some unflattering comments from Disco. You want to defend? I understand. Listen, I get it. Many people think Disco Inferno was cornball. He was in many cases, but I'm telling you, just do me a favor. Anybody who doubts me, I'm not saying Disco Inferno is an all-time great. I'm not an idiot. All I'm saying is Super Brawl, WCW Super Brawl, and this for you too, Conrad. WCW Super Brawl 1998. That pay-per-view is famously known. For Scott turning on Rick Steiner, but early in the card, Disco versus La Parca. Check the crowd reaction when he hits the stunner. It's off the chain, I'm telling you. I, I remember one of the pay-per-views. It might have been Halloween Havoc where Disco versus Hooventu, me and my brother were watching it, and there's a famous line that always happens in it. I don't know if anyone ever has caught this, but Hooventu is one of the funniest dudes ever. 
Disco like got whipped into the corner or off the ropes. Remember the old spot they used to do where the guy's legs would be open. He would get headbutt in the groin or whatever, and then you know they both be laid out. Disco does that, and Hooventude yells something, and you have to go back to watch it because I'm going to force you guys to load up the Peacock tonight. Go back and watch that match, and you can private message me. You tell me what Hooventude says, and tell me if you can't hear it, then they edit it out. But he said something in there. He grabs he grabs a part of himself and he yells something. Oh, Tell me if you wow. hear it. My brother always brought it up. Derek, here he comes. Derek Disco was fired. Derek, he said, have to respect it just like Santino. He knew that lane, but here's the problem. Disco can't start talking about main eventers today, though. <laughs> like he's on that podcast. Sometimes I'm like, bruh, let's stop. Let me give you one more hot take about Disco Inferno before we move on. I'm, and this is a truly, by the way, Norman Smiley was off the, uh, he was great when he started doing that, like, you know, that thing. The big wiggle. That was um, my- I'm going to give you a hot take that's going to blow your mind, brother, and to everybody in the chat. I'm going to say something that you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I just challenge you to think before you respond. I'm going to say it right now. Disco Inferno was this close to being a megastar in WCW. This close. They never let him fully join the NWO. If he had joined the Wolfpack and they had given him an opportunity, Disco was over. Nobody can tell me any different. Hey, I, I don't. I got to go back and watch that time period. I know what you're talking about. I remember when he was trying to get in the NWO, but then this is when storylines started again. Right. They never really let him in, Conrad. It was like he was like he was like a NWO. He wore the shirt, but he was more like an NWO associate. He never he was like, you know what he was? He was like Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of just the tag along with them. Who I think he carried like the stun gun. I don't remember, but then he joined the filthy animals after Disco was trying to find a groove to get into a group and break away from do I I remember that a little bit. Johnny B. Bad was great. I'm also gonna throw out DDP is one of my favorites in the giant as well. Those were the Good dudes, man. Shout, and out, I was, shout out to ML, but I thought DDP was trash. I mean, no, no, I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I took the wrong Johnny B. Bad? Johnny B. Bad was trash. He he made that bad gimmick work. Like, that that gimmick is terrible to be Little Richard. Oh, Buff Bagwell is another one of my favorites. I Tuco Scorpio as well. Oh, Tuco. Tuco had to teach him how to dance. I know it. Those oh. those videos were bad. Eddie Guerrero, another great man. Yes. Derek said Eddie was the best. CT positively e, bro. Listen, all I'm listen, I get it. Nobody look, I want to go on record here because I don't want anybody getting any misconceptions. Am I saying that Disco Inferno is an all-time great? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there was a small window where he was over. Every wrestler doesn't, and let me tell you something also, Conrad, and you can agree or disagree with me, bro. And shout out to Derek as well. Let me know if you agree with this also. Every wrestler doesn't have that five minutes of fame or 15 minutes of fame. Some some wrestlers come in this business and leave this business and wish they had 15 minutes of fame. Disco had 15 minutes. He didn't have an hour. He didn't have a half hour, but he had 15 minutes. All right. Let's see here. I love it. Uh Someone said Sean's the one reader of Disco's newsletter. Y'all stop it. There's the Disco. Casey Briggs, watch Super Brawl 98 and then DM me. I'm telling you. See, it's it's split in the chat. Disco with Zack Ryder over. That's what I'm talking about. 
That's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and try to find that match because I don't recall it off the top of my head. Usually right. I'm pretty good at recalling, but I'm gonna go back. Super Bowl '98. It's either the first or second match. You don't have to wait long. Let's see here. We got one more Twitter one that was uh, asked today. Okay. Thank you from uh, the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Shout out to them. I know they're getting ready to record following us. Nice. Um, they'll be live on YouTube. There's a free plug for you guys. Uh, with AEW Fight Forever being WWE 2K's first competitor in what seems like a lifetime, what do you think 2K is preparing to draw people away from AEW's first video game? He's coming in here with a SWOT analysis. How can you take people away um, to keep your dominance? You can do. I don't think there's anything you can do. I think that you just have to stay the course. Excuse me, 22 was a, was a good game, right? Stay the course and just continue moving forward. Everybody and their brother is going to get fight forever because it's new. Okay, let's just make that plain and simple. It's new. It's never been done before. TNA had a video game. This is way more high-tech and better than that TNA video game ever was. I And I bought the TNA video game, just for the record. I bought the Impact video. I will even add to it that I like the X Division matches in that one, the uh, Ultimate X. I love those in that. That was okay. fine. See, there you go. So that's my point exactly. Thank you, bro. So at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do. They're going to sell a million copies worldwide. It's going to happen. Just if I'm WWE, I'm staying the course. And, right. and, um, and from from, sake, just make, make uh -oh, things. You froze up. Yeah. Am I back? Am I good? You're, you're still freezing this for a second. I can hear you though. Okay, you can hear me. Am I still frozen? Nope. nope. Yeah, now now you're good. Okay, I'm good. Sorry about Go that. Ahead. I'm and for God's sake, can we have more than three people in a stable, please? Walking down the aisle. That's all I ask. I want more than three people. I think I think they'll be able to get there. I, I think they'll get there eventually for the AEW game. Remember, this is AEW's first game. They're gonna have to try to take their time on this and add some things, move, make some moves. Um, if I'm WWE, BJ just nailed what I was going to say. You got to put back in a mode, like create a story mode. Put back the match types that we've lost all. We're special guest referee. That used to be a fun one to play with your friends and all that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what you're going to need. You got to bring the modes back people want. You got to make the game fun again. It feels very bleh, generic. Okay, I do the move. You know what I mean? It feels very blah. So add some fun, spice it up a little bit, and uh, I think the game could be good. Um, Casey, I know, I know why you get upset about disco. I understand. I'll, I'll, I'll feel that's another personal one off air that I'll oh, tell you I, about. Sean. I don't think I know what, I think that sounds more serious. Sorry. I don't know what that's about. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know after. Okay. Um, whatever it is, Casey, I'm talking about strictly entering. If there's something I don't know about, maybe my partner Conrad will put me on. Yeah. The Pope was over in TNA. Um, Sean, have you ever heard of the Pope? I love the Pope in TNA. I guess they're asking, did you like him, Sean? Angelo Dinero was funny and, and he was good. He, 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 he hits another guy who had about 15 minutes. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see here. There was another point. Oh, Derek said about someone or Disco could have joined Raven's flock. Derek's answer for anybody was have them join the flock. Oh, he was like, yeah, Raven was the cool. He was a big fan of Billy Kidman, another person who I liked in the uh, seven-year itch. Derek loved that. He still calls it that when he sees someone hit that move. That's what just watching it. Where, uh, that's what star press to me. It's a seven-year itch. Y'all don't disrespect Jushin Liger like that. You call that the shooting star press. He invented it. I like the name <laughs> that. Kidman... 
No, I, I respect it. Kidman was always fun. Um, let me see here. Uh, Casey said you're good, man. Okay, cool. Uh, let me see here. 2K took Brian Williams, traitor. You leave Brian alone, darn it. He's a friend of the podcast. Uh, Brian Williams telling uh, 2K all the Fight Forever secrets. We don't know that. I don't think Brian would do that. Brian's a stand-up dude. Trust me. I know. He's a good guy. Uh, WW2K is solidified. AEW has to catch up. The market is going to be hot for it like Mandy. <laughs> Stop it. But after the honeymoon, people will go to the better of the two. Yeah. AEW's got to bring it too, man. They're, they they got to make sure that they uh, put the stuff in. 2K devs. Yeah, can I respectfully disagree, though? I think McKinney has the right idea, but I think the cool part about video games, they only come out once a year. So, yes, everybody's going to rush to the stores to get um to get Fight Forever, right? And then they're going to rush to the stores to get 2023 20, or 24, whatever the next WWE game is. And then it'll be another year before we get another AEW game, and everybody will rush back to the stores for that. So it's like the, they don't really cross over. Nobody's. I'm going to buy both games, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let me see here. Yeah, and he said that Brian's loyal. He ain't doing dirt facts. Um, so that will that's the end of Twitter, man. We didn't even get to the big ones, like I said. But let's get into um, you know what? Let's do Discord next because Sick had a bunch of questions, and I'll see. I think some of them are repeats of what we've answered already, but we can get some good ones in here in the meantime. And shout out to everybody on the Discord. If you're looking for a Discord to join and talk a little pro wrestling. We got you here, everything pro wrestling. Send me a message and I'll send you a link to it and uh, we can talk some wrestling on there. Um, question one I don't have them up on the screen. Why can't Paul White stay off my television? As <laughs> that is mentioned every week on the uh, podcast, uh, I got no answer for it. I, uh, Paul White's not right to me. I don't dislike Paul White, I, I think he's a legend. It is what it is, right? Um, and he said it fight forever and annual for sure, bro. Um, who do you think Soraya's mystery partner is? Um, I think it's Sasha Banks. I hope it's Sasha Banks. I, I am with you on that. And uh, I did have a – we had that prepared just for anybody who wants to see. I think boss time might be happening in AEW. We'll see. Tony Khan was just interviewed by Grapsity. Shout out to them. And, uh, by the way, I saw some people hating on their interview. Cut it out. When someone gets something like that in an inter- interview with Tony Khan, let them be happy, bro. Like – why? They being ridiculous, bro. Leave those guys alone. They worked hard for that interview. Um, I just saw some people hating, and I didn't like that today. I don't blame you. So he didn't answer the question about like, well, you know, anything about the mystery part. He's like, you guys are gonna have to wait till January. Why would he be talking like that if it's just gonna be Tony Storm? He knows he's got a trick up his sleeve. He's not messing around with that. Tony's just got to be careful. AEW does have an out though. In case they can't pull Sasha, in case it's not a completely done deal, they do have a they do have a plan B now that's already ready made for them, and that's Mandy Rose. It's Mandy. I don't know if they can pull her in though, because okay. doesn't she have a not compete? Even if it's, I think she had a main roster deal. I heard for ninety. So maybe. okay, okay. But I don't I don't know if it's thirty. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know either. Um, Let's see here. What percentage would you guys give on Vince McMahon returning to WWE? Ooh, I'm going to say 30. 30% chance it could happen. I'm going to say 50, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know what he's going to do with those stock moves. He said, why can't Jeff Jarrett stay off my television? Sean will defend Jeff Jarrett. 
He is not letting you talk bad about uh, the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I, I don't mind Double J. He's corny, but he's a legend. Respect him. Respect his contributions. 40 years in the business. That's all I'm saying. He said it's definitely boss time on Grab City. He was he was grinning ear to ear when he was talking about that. <laughs> you never know. Do you think Mercedes signs to a new wrestling company, or do you think she stays independent? I think we've made it clear. AEW, right? AEW, yep. Um, if I if you were to put together a group of wrestlers for a stable or faction, who would they be? Mine would be Trinity Fatu, Mercedes, and Athena, and I'd book them up against Jade and the Baddies. Hashtag take my money. What do you think? If you had to put together a faction or stable, Sean, right now, who who do you who would you put together? Is there anybody that comes to mind? Female, male, or anybody? Anybody. Um, I I I'd make sure that Dolph Ziggler is utilized. I put him with somebody uh to get him back on television every week. Um <laughs> my <laughs> Um and I agree with Malik also. The Reign of Terror was not good for Jeff Jarrett. I just I have respect for his contribution to the business. But um I would go like Dolph Ziggler. Um I liked actually liked him and Drew together. So maybe Dolph Ziggler, Drew, and like I don't know. I, I, it's hard to me. I think there's some ready-made ones. Like I think that Naomi should join the Bloodline, but it's like it's hard. You can't just throw anybody together. But yeah, that was gonna be mine. I I would like to see Naomi return and like get put into a prominent role with her husband and be a part of the Bloodline. But now it seems like it's kind of late to do it. Now you know I, we've been talking about this since the beginning of the Bloodline, like when the Usos first joined. So I don't know if that would be too late, but that would be my suggestion. Add her over there to that. Um, we got some albums. I don't know if you've been listening to some music this year, but favorite music album this year? Mm, I would probably have to go. Oh, maybe Bryson Tiller. I'm an R&B guy, Bryson Tiller. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, uh, I might go with Nas's last album. Or or Lupe's this year I thought was really good too. But I'm a huge, as you can see, the people I'm mentioning, those are the two types of uh, music I would listen to. Um, those were probably my two favorite albums. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I've missed offhand. I can't think off the top. I've listened to a bunch of new stuff this year. I'm trying to get into some of the other cats. Okay. Um, favorite music album of all time. That's going to be tough. Not tough for me. Um, it's definitely No Way Out by Diddy. Oh man, that's I'm not, I'm, that's not guy. I'm not a Diddy guy per se, but that album was straight fire. I mean, it had every it was that that album had like out of like 14 cuts, there were like seven number one hits. Um, I can I can give you a couple, man, because I love I have so many albums that I love for different reasons. I used to have a hard time when someone would ask me, like, if you could only bring five CDs to like an island with you for the rest of your life to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but favorite music album of all time. One of them I always put down was Styles P Gangster and a Gentleman. Uh, for some of the reasons that like that was when I learned how to evolve when I was doing rap music and stuff like that. So I absolutely love that album. Um, People don't realize you're actually a rapper. So. I uh, I used to be, I should say. Now I'll give you some advice, but I won't. I won't do it anymore. Even though my sister did catch me recently. She was like, you've gotten better with your age. So and it made me smile. That made me feel good. Um, who else did I love? I love Cameron's Come Home With Me. That's another classic that I love. Um there's some people who I don't even want to speak of because I don't like them anymore. Jay-Z, Blueprint, and Black Album are two of my favorites that he put out. Um, love them. 
uh ti i have a bunch of albums from him that i love and the album you mentioned i used to have some of my favorite ones that i'd have hanging up on the wall and i would have them as like to remind myself like this is the goal this is what you want to do this is how you got to do it also i used to just have those too long to jay-z hard not life as well uh yeah yeah come on now you know good that's all good stuff right there and what's the one match that made you uh a lifelong wrestling fan um my first pay-per-view was 1990 um so i was kind of young i was only like six years old um so i, I could say hogan versus earthquake because that month was my first pay-per-view main event um but I, I'll, I'll say that made me really fall in love with the business that got me where i am today i'd probably say I probably say, oh my goodness, I'm having trouble just kind of putting my finger on it. Uh, come back to me. Let me think for a second. Come, let me think. The Forrest Gump soundtrack. I'm complex. <laughs> oh, you guys are wilding. And uh, Tupac, Ambitions of a Rider, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Someone said King Diseases. Yeah, all those joints were fire, man. Summer Walker. Yeah. I like a lot of these. Get Rich or Die Trying was a classic, bro. Classic back in the day. Um, you know I am I trying. Got it. I got it. What, what, the you got it. Fall in love with the business. Not 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 really like it. Not kind of like it. Fall in love. Brett versus Stone Cold WrestleMania 13. Wow, wow! I am shocked that you said that, man. Um, for me, it was. <laughs> Casey, stop, bro. See, I'm looking at the comments and I'm laughing because I'm trying to catch the words actually, that are questioning. I actually said that wrong, by the way. I, I was 1990. I was four years old, so I was four years old. Okay, so you. Okay, so he's got the year wrong, yeah. but you see what he wrote. Hold on, I got to put that up. He was like, "You were born in '84, and you look good, Sean, for your age." Uh, for me, uh, same person, Bret Hart. But I'm gonna say, and it's between for me, it was between Hogan and Warrior. Steamboat Savage and uh but the one that I'm gonna say that I saw first that I was like, oh, I love this match. I remember recreating it with my action figures and everything. Bret Hart, Rowdy Piper, WrestleMania 8. Mm-hmm. I used to know that match sequence for sequence and how they did it, the finish, the blood that I absolutely loved. If that was not in the match, I don't know if I would love it as hard as I did. Like it was really good the story they told there that was Piper gonna go back to being a bad guy? And I was like, oh, he can't. And then when he had the bell in his hand and he Keenan's like, clobber him with it. Clobber him, you'll be the champ still. And I was like, oh, and then he put it down and just was like, he's a good guy. So I love that match. My, my issue, Conrad, is that my my favorite match of all time is Hogan and Andre. But it's like, for me to say that that's the match that made me fall in the business is a little unfair because I was like, what, like nine months old? It's like, I, I don't know if that counts. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, my favorite match of all time was Hogan, Hogan Andre, WrestleMania three. But I was barely alive, so it's kind of like I don't know if that really would count. Like, to, for me, you know, Brett versus Stone Cold, I was old enough to know what I was watching. You know, what I'm trying to say, and it was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to cover this stuff professionally. Right. Um, and sick, excellent choice on albums. Kendrick's album this year was really good too. Like, yo, was that this year? I see. I don't even remember now. It's starting to blend together. But Kendrick Lamar is also one of my favorites, especially of the new uh, group here. Connor, excellent choices for his albums here of Jay Z, N.W.A., uh, Nas. Yeah, those are great tracks, man. Um, let me see here, Brett. Your 
Brett just making y'all fall in love. He's the GOAT, CJ. Say it. <laughs> I, apparently, I can't say Sean's better. Knock it off, buddy. Knock it off. Wait, uh, I saw a war- promo when I was three, and that made me fall in love. Warriors promos are just great nonsense. Just nonsense. From the rising of the sun to the to the overlapping of the Durlap system. <laughs> In Arizona, I will grab you and pull you with me with my warriors. Anyone can do an Ultimate Warrior promo, bro. Anybody can do an Ultimate Warrior promo. Oh, my God. Yo, Derek, don't ever come in here with that again. If you go back – oh, hold on. I'll save that question in a second. We're going to do those, like, rapid fire, these ones, because right now I think we're up to, like, 18 – uh, Derek said the people's elbow and shirt shoes. Derek and me still will watch that anytime we see it. Ha, ah, perfect stop. Boom. Uh, love it. First match I ever saw that got me hooked into wrestling was Harlem Heat versus the Steiner brothers. Yeah, that two classic teams right there. I'm going to say uh, watching Macho Man must have been what brought me to the in-ring stuff because I could hit a Macho Man elbow at five perfectly. Poses it all. Ooh, yeah. People uh-huh. love the Macho Man. Yeah. Um, and he asked that question about Paul White again. We're going to have to skip that one. Paul White is going to remain on your television for AEW Dark Elevation. Well, got to show my man some love, man. I would play the uh, thing, but I don't have it up because I got all this other stuff up. Um, we went here. We went there. Let's get into the uh, the Facebook ones. I think you'll appreciate some of these, Sean. And I don't think you looked at any of them. Because I think you would have said something to me if you no, saw I, these. I just, I just saw. I just was focused on the Twitter ones. No, no, you're good, bro. Um, let me see here. Somebody, my man Doc G from PM Dawn asks, "Will AEW go out of business?" And I don't think he was asking that facetiously. I think he was asking seriously. Like, do you think yeah. AEW stands a chance against WWE? Um, I think AEW stands a chance against WWE if they don't try to beat WWE. Just try. I think I'm. I'm. I'm going to record right now. I think NWA, old school NWA, would have stayed in business if they didn't try to like overstep their bounds. Sometimes you have to just understand your role. Like Impact Wrestling has been around for twenty something years, bro. Like it's because they know that they're never going to be WWE. They went through that little spurt of time in 2011 when they thought they can kind of compete. They were on the same show as Raw for like what three weeks, <laughs> and then they decided to go back to another day. But to answer your question, as long as they don't try to overstep and don't try to go too far with it, there's a there's a place for another wrestling company, a major wrestling company in this country. It, the problem becomes when you try to like become as big as WWE, you start making silly decisions, and then things go left like it did for WCW. I think you have to be careful with exactly what you said. The idea of when we get into this, how are we going to do it, and let's watch how we're spending our money. Remember. They were getting jets in the NWA. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You don't need all this. And they were just spending the money crazy. So, um, hey, it's a quarter to watch Impact, not a penny. Knock it off. You leave Impact alone. Um, AEW stands a fighting chance, I think, against WWE. I am still tired of WWE and what they do right now. Like we saw- I know a lot of We've said it before. It's not that much better since Triple H took over. It's better, but it's not that much better. Right? Um, a match never got me into wrestling, Craig said. It was all the personalities. Undertaker and speaking of uh, the legend, Taker and Luger were his guys. Okay. 
Keeping Big Show, but keep impact off the podcast. <laughs> Y'all stop it. Y'all stop it. Um, let me get into this next piece here. Uh, Christopher Mays. With Kenny Omega only needing the TNT title to complete the first uh, Grand Slam, shall we say, um, he asks, when should he win it, and who should be the champion that he faces? Um, That's a good question. Uh, what do you think? For me, if I had to do it, I want, want Kenny Omega to showcase uh, some great athleticism. I would like to see him go up against a young guy. I know people would be like, oh, why do you have to beat so-and-so? Let Kenny get the win and so that he could transition the belt to someone and make someone else too. So, you know what I mean? I want two for the price of one. Mm-hmm. If Ricky Starks has it and Omega beats him, elevate Ricky, and then the next guy who comes up should be a young guy to beat Omega for it. Okay. You know, let him get his run, but have him get some time like that. So, to me, answer is a young guy. Um, Any Anyone I'll, in mind for you? Yeah, I'll be more specific. I, I think that I think he should win it, and I think it should be Ricky Starks. I think Ricky Starks has earned the title run. I don't think he's quite on world championship level yet, but I think he put up a good fight. I think his promo game is exceptional. And I think, and I honestly think that Kenny Omega's promo game is a little bit limited. It's one of the greatest of all time, but I don't think Kenny Omega does a great promo. Maybe it's just my imagination. No, you're not wrong. I think people were going to figure that out. I've said that since he was in New Japan, though, right. that that's what he was going to uh, that he was going to do. Oh, Casey Briggs comes with the counter question. What about the All-Atlantic? Yes, people are forgetting that. That's a championship now, too. Right. Kenny's got double duty to start doing here. I think that title's getting lost in the shuffle, man. I like... Um, I like the. Is idea. that our European title from the Attitude Era? This is our European title, isn't it? Not, not even the European title. It's more like the crew, the, the the light heavyweight title. And it's like you know, and I and I believe me, I'm I'm a big fan of Orange Cassidy, but the title itself is kind of like ugh. Right. Uh, Matt Lopez says Hulk Hogan got me into wrestling. My dad buying me WrestleMania, Hulkamania four, VHS, watching Hulk versus Andre got me hooked. Ooh, I like that, Matt. Respect. Respect. <laughs> he said only if Punk can take the title off of him. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that, but it was good. Um, we also get the next question. Jamie Hayter as champion. Thoughts? Uh, so that was kind of a generic one, but what do you think of Miss Jamie Hayter? I think we all know what's coming down the pike. Eventually, Britt's going to turn on her, and I think that's where we'll find out what kind of champion she is. And that's what and that's what we'll find out if the company's really behind her. I love the fact that she's champion. I love the fact that they've given her an opportunity. But when Britt Baker is ready to stab her in the back and they have a match, will she be victorious over Britt Baker? Will she be victorious over one of the people who are the pillars of AEW? I say no. I don't. I'm not happy to say that, but I say no. I say when Britt's ready to take it, she'll take it back, and that's a problem because that means that Jamie Hader has not yet arrived. I think that's the true benchmark to decide whether Jamie Hader has arrived. I like the reign so far, but it's incomplete because she hasn't had a major challenge yet. I think we're going to see big things for Jamie Hader. She has been someone who I have been um, saying big things about since stardom. Go back, watch it. I mentioned it on old podcasts. Old podcast. Jamie Hader is it. I liked her in stardom. I saw something in her even over there. She wasn't a major player or anything like that, but I saw her doing things that I was like, that's interesting. She would put someone in a headlock 
and give him a wet willy. And I'm like, I haven't seen someone do that in so long. And she's just bullying people. And I was like, she's really good at her job. So I think she's got what it takes to uh, to be one of their big pillars that's, oh, I'm surprised by this. You know, she came in by surprise and took over. Someone said they had just put up a video showing her first entrance in AW and now. And it was crazy, bro. Wow. It was just crazy how much confidence she has now and how she walks out. Nice. It was on Twitter. So it was really good. Um, we're going to have to probably tag team this one, Sean. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have dream matches. If you could make a Fantasy Warfare WrestleMania card, what matches would you have on it? Give me some limitations here on this one because we'll be here all day making this. Um, it has to be with – all right. It has to be people who are twenty within 20 years of each other. Okay, so 20 years of time. So you're saying we can't go back past 2000? We can't go past – no, we, we have to keep – like we have to go – Maybe that's not even fair because fantasy booking. All right, so no, no, give me a limit on the match card. I think would be better. Oh, I think an eight match, eight match card is fine. All right, let's book it. Let's book it together. So, what would be our world title match, man? Give me a proposal here. All time alive or passed away doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right, so we're gonna go. We gotta go. um, Cena, Rock, Austin, Hogan, and a fatal four way elimination. Okay, non-title. I don't think the I think the WWE title would be on the line in that match. <laughs> Poli- politicking alone, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I was just making know. sure. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Cena, Rock, Hogan, Austin, WWE Championship. All right, I'll, I'll raise you to the next one for the Intercontinental Championship. I would have an all-time ladder match of the greatest intercontinental champions. So this will be like money in the bank, but for them, you you got to put the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Just had to make sure he was mentioned first. The greatest of all time. You, the greatest of all time. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Brett the Hitman Hart. So I'm taking a lot of people off the table. Razor Ramon. Chris Jericho. The Miz, I'm going to add The Miz in here to give him some love. Dolph Ziggler, and last but not least, I'm trying to think of who has defined this Intercontinental title more than anyone. You know what? Seth Rollins, just because. I thought he had a great IC title run. There's eight right there. All right, so I'm going to go WCW title. I'm going to go, is it all WWE or can it be like any, like across? He just said WrestleMania card. He didn't say. So I'm going to go WCW title or world title. I'm going to go Ric Flair versus Roman Reigns. Ooh. What, why that match? That that I, sounds like that's going to be a squash. You know, so contrast of styles, I think Ric Flair can pretty much, you know, weather the storm. I think eventually he gets him in the, the, the figure four leg lock. I think everybody gets their stuff off. And I think it, it becomes somewhat of a classic. I think Ric Flair gives Roman Reigns the best match of his career. Okay. Um, I'm going to give the people the match that they've always wanted to see. I will go in an icon versus icon match. The Undertaker versus Sting. Nice. It's going to be bad, but people want to see it. So give the people what they want. Okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Triple threat tag team championship. I'm going to go Harlem Heat, Hardy Boys, and I'm going to say Edge and Jeff Hardy. 
Oh, oh, you're splitting up, splitting, splitting up, up the boys, splitting up the teams. Man, now I gotta find a way to get Matt Hardy on this card. <laughs> no, <laughs> let, me, let me stop. Uh, yeah, respect. I think I need to give Sheeta a little bit more respect. I don't know if she's considered a pillar, but she carried that women's division. Oh, yeah, hands down, she's yeah, been great. For sure. I knew we had to get that in real quick beforehand. But, yeah, I love Sheeta, bro. Sheeta's definitely – she's held that division down. Um, let's see. What match was that? So we're on – I think I did too. You did too. So we're halfway done with the card here. Um, we, you brought up the WCW title. We've added that. Um, I'm going to go with a a classic matchup here that – oh, you know what? I can't book that for the tag teams. I won't do that. I won't do that. I don't want every match to be a multi-person match. Let's go with it's not Rick Flair, Flair, Flair and um Rick Flair and Roman Reigns is a single. No, no, yeah, we're good on that. Okay. And so was Sting and uh, Taker. I would, add, you know, what? I'm going to add a gimmick battle royal just because I love those so much. We're going to get the Repo Man. I want Akeem, One Man Gang, whoever Kamala. If I could get them all in there, I would. Yeah. Royal Rumble yeah. style too, just an old Royal Rumble match. Let them go in there and brawl it out. All right, so rest in peace. I'm giving him respect. He's no longer with us, but I'm being honest and saying he would never wrestle on my fantasy card, but I want to have him on the show just for entertainment purposes. I'm going to have a special edition of the Brother Love Show, oh, and, the bro- and Brother Love's special guest will be the Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Okay. I like that. <laughs> 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 you know what? I might, I might have to, I might have to borrow some of these matches. Narcolepsy Boy ninety four, shout out to Malik. What's going on, six pack? Uh, he said, "Let me get Eddie versus AJ Styles." I, I wouldn't be mad at that matchup. I think that would be fun. And Casey just suggested Vader versus Lesnar in a Hoss match. I'm gonna, yes, I'm gonna alter that match by Casey Briggs. I, I like that. I'm going to go Prime Vader, because it's all Prime guys. I'm going to go Prime Vader, Prime Lesnar, and Prime Yokozuna. Five-pound WWE champion Yokozuna in a triple threat. How people dogging me? How was Double J not in your Intercontinental? We only had eight spots, you know? Tough times. Shelton Benjamin versus Eddie for the Cruiserweight Championship. I think Shelton might have been too big for that title. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, and who would be your commentators for the show? Any era? Oh, bro. Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon got to be it, man. <laughs> Casey said reinforce that ring, too. <laughs> yes. well, I mean, reinforce the ring for sure. Yeah, Paul White's definitely going to be winning that gimmick battle, Royal. I think he's coming out to serve up people. <laughs> yes. uh, oh, Casey said Joe, he needs Joey Styles on there. We can have we can have a three man team if you want. Yeah, yeah. Or we can add Jr. I know Casey's gonna argue that fully, but um, who said Aces and Eights versus the Nexus? They can be on the pre show. Yeah, the Aces and Eights are not on this main card. <laughs> That's that was an interesting story, but I don't know. Um, I think we could add a special attraction match here. I would have us uh, an ECW backlot, like the hardcore title style brawl. And in it, I would have Taz, Shane Douglas, Terry Funk, Raven, 
the Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer. Just let them go backstage. Penfalls count anywhere for like 10 to 20 minutes. Time limit. Those guys will have a ball for with that. All right. And I'm going to have a women's 20-woman over-the-top battle royal. All four horsewomen. Uh, we can put Ron. I got you. Got to help me count. So all four horsewomen. Uh, I'm gonna put uh, Dakota and EO. I'm gonna put Ronda Rousey. I'm gonna put. Um, I'm gonna put Sherry Martell. I'm gonna put. Um, a prime May Young. I'm gonna put Lita and Trish. I really was a big fan of Ivory. Where am I at so far? You are at twelve, I believe. All right. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have woman, God rest her soul. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Miss Elizabeth as a special referee, so she doesn't count. She doesn't count. She'll be like an enforcer on the outside, just looking pretty. God rest her soul. Uh, all right, so that's still only twelve, right? I got no. That's thirteen. No, you're at like fourteen. You're 14. at fourteen. All right, I gotta think fast. I gotta think fast. Um, they're throwing suggestions to you in the chat. Okay, Jazz was a, t- a badass. I like Jazz. Give me Stephanie McMahon. Okay, you got. Now you're down to four. Um, Deborah. Um, Jacqueline. Mm. Give me Sweet Sapphire. Sweet Sapphire. God bless her soul. And that's one one more person, right? Yeah, the Undertaker. We'll just put him in. There. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, and, and, uh, and another and another um RIP. Someone said China. Mickey and Luna. Uh, China. Well, okay, there you yeah, go. China. I love China. Yeah. Okay. EO Sky is a good choice, but before she goes out to the ring, I'm eager to say, give me that indie style you were famous for a few years ago. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many good people, bro. We just did this off the top. I'm sure if we actually sat down and did this, oh it God, would be actually higher. Really focused on this, oh my sweet God, it would be amazing. For Matter sure. Fact, that um, we, should do, we should book a fantasy card. And like, I bet you we don't, we have a lot to talk about. If you guys would show up for that stuff after the video's done, put it in the comments. And if you want more videos like that, me and Sean could put one together for you. I'll put I'll bring back Book It. If you don't know what that is, little pizza parties you used to get in school. I'll bring back Book It. We've only done one. And I think I rebooked what was it? I think it was Hogan and Warrior, maybe, was the only one I've done so far. So if you guys want it back, say less and we'll bring it back. That way we'll have time to actually think about it too. Yes. Um who was next on this list? Oh, Sean Sanders. Shout out to Sean, by the way. Uh, homie from Buffalo. He said, who should Trips bring back next to WWE and who would you love to see return for uh, old Papa H? Yeah, all the returns have been kind of stale, bro. I don't know. Um, CM Punk is an obvious choice, but that's out. That's kind of like out in the field. Um, I don't know. CM Punk. Because I don't know. It's just, you know, anybody. I mean, bring back whoever, but it has to make sense. And so far, all the returns have been kind of stale. I'll take that. And you know what? I would love to see a return of Jushin Thunder Liger. Not even in a, a role like that, but I would love to see Liger get involved with the video games and things like action okay. figures. Okay. Let him get paid. So I'll throw that out there just because I'm a Liger fan. Um, Scott Carter. Shout out to Scott. He runs some prediction leagues on Facebook. He says, do you believe 
that Braun Breaker's NXT title reign is similar to Roman Reigns purely for the fact that we're not sure who's going to be the one to end it. I think that's the only way it's similar because outside of that, not knowing who's going to take it from him, it's been completely boring and corny to me. I don't like the guy. Um, I am going to say I don't see it being similar at all. I'm waiting for the person to take it off of him versus Roman Reigns. I don't know who it's going to be. They could change their mind with Roman instantly. Roman's got enough pull, too, to do it. So that's that's how I see it. Um, somebody said Rusev. I don't see him on AW anyways. Rusev can't do all that complaining either, though. Rusev, Rusev's playing a dangerous game. Yes, Rusev's yeah. doing all that complaining. But at the same time, you can't be turning down creative ideas if that's true. I'm just saying. You can't, you can't say, like, put me on TV. Well, I gave you a reason to get on TV, and you chose not to. That's a fact. Um, and once again, for those who are in here now, if you want us to do Book It, we, we did a WrestleMania thing. We just threw it together really quickly because we didn't work on it together for very long. If you want to see it. We didn't, work on it. we didn't work on it together at all. Yeah, well, you know. Literally just put it together. I mean, if we actually put some time into it, oh, my God. Oh, here's another one. Another Kenny Omega question. Do you think Kenny Omega is winning the U.S. title at Wrestle Kingdom from Will Ospreay? I don't. I think I think the guy who I consider to be the who I consider to be the best wrestler in the world, Will Ospreay, will be victorious. Right. Uh, I just said Rusev because I wouldn't want anyone from AEW to leave at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and trust me, Tony's not free from blame on this either. I think this is one of those they the truth meets in the middle because mm-hmm. Tony should have been using him way more too. So yeah. it's not like it's all on him. Is it him or is it so much that his wife is speaking out of term? No, I think that you can't. So the rumor is that he turned down a deal that, or not a deal, a storyline that Tony pitched to him. And then he was like, well, it's when they want to see me on TV. No, 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 dog. You don't get to turn stuff down and then go home and then try to say, oh, no, it's on AEW. No, no. He offered you something. You're getting paid a lot of money. You wanted to be on TV. Take it and then fix it for the next storyline. You can come in and make suggestions, I think. So I think that's. Unless they offered him Frosty McFreeze. Yeah, unless it was something that bad, but I don't I haven't seen anything that egregious on AEW Chili McFreeze. All right. All right. Rumors are rumors though. Yeah, but you can't ignore so timeout. Rusev cannot control the rumor mill, too. That's what I'm saying. Like people get mad when Dave Meltzer does it, but you have to get mad when the wrestler's doing it too. They're like, nah, nah you tell him. And then it comes out, uh, yeah, he was offered a storyline. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Fair. So meet meet in the middle on that one. Um, I, I agree with you on the Meltzer thing. Um, ooh, Malik, this question, save that, because we're going to probably talk about those next week, I think. Yes. Wild predictions for the next year. Yes. Um, okay, this one I thought – this is the one I thought you would love right here. So I'm going to pull up the picture first. Let me get rid of this comment first. Pull up this picture, because I, I was interested to hear your thoughts on this one. This picture looks crappy because this was the only thing I could find. There's a, there a crappy guy on screen. That's why it was crappy. I'm not going to disagree. Charles Leroy asks, what if Hulk Hogan had not left the AE, the AWA excuse me, for WWE? Who do you think Vince would have gone with as his new top baby face after Backlund? We all know he couldn't trust Snooka, even though Snooka was the number two baby face at one point. Maybe turn Sergeant Slaughter face early. What do you think? I think that he would have used the same man that would have replaced Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3 had Andre decided not to do business. Do you know who that is? No. 
let them know. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff would have been the guy. Mr. Wonderful. I think I think Vince's expansion. So my answer to this was Vince's expansion would have not happened as fast. I think it would have slowed down tremendously, but I think he would have had his new guy a few years later, not too much longer. Freak out, freak out, freak out. I think Macho Man Randy Savage would have ended up yeah, taking that brass ring and running with it for him. And I think he would have gotten the, the just credit due, and he would have been the guy. Facts. That's just my thought. I'm going Mr. Um, he was on the roster at the time, honestly. I mean, Macho didn't end up signing until after WrestleMania 1, and we all know how important WrestleMania was to, as, as it, WrestleMania 1 was as it relates to the expansion. So, Ooh, I Tony Atlas, someone suggested. Someone said Junkyard Dog. Maybe if you could have. I think, wasn't Dog still doing Mid-South and all that stuff at that oh, point? JYD was going back and forth with, with Greg Valentine for the Intercontinental Belt and stuff like that. In 84? In 84, 85, 86, yeah. Okay. Okay, go ahead, JYD. Uh, Muda versus Nakamura this Sunday. Yes, yes. I cannot wait for that matchup. Shout out to me. Uh, Great minds you think alike, brother. Casey said the Road Warriors, and they would have had to have focused on tag team wrestling. Uh, that would be good. Uh, Rob did ask about Miro. I don't know if you want to add anything else to the Miro conversation, Sean, but I, I still... I still think that Tony's wrong and Miro's wrong in this. In both instances, they need to just come together, be adults, book this man how you feel he should be appropriately booked, and that's the end of it to me. I'm going to repeat myself, and thank you for correcting me on the McFreeze part. If, it, if you offer me chili McFreeze, then I'm going to say no for the benefit of my career. But if they offer him anything middle of the road, I would have taken it to be on TV, and then you think you work as best you can. Yeah, if you didn't want to lose again in like that, uh, what is the tournament, the full gear tournament? That's on you, bro. Like, Obviously, he's like, nah, not right now. But everybody can't be the world champ. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that's what Miro did. Don't tell Miro I hate him and stuff. It's not like that. Um, And how do you think WWE would be run this day and age had they never gone public in 99? Oh, Lordy. (laughs) We wouldn't be in the mess that we've been in recently. I agree. I agree. I think it'd be better because we wouldn't be, like, held hostage by the stockholders and all this other crap that they have to do. I also don't think, though, Vince would have toppled WCW as fast with other people's money. That was the one thing he couldn't compete with Ted Turner on was the cash flow. So Ted was like, anybody you get, I'll steal them from you. And Vince was like, how can I increase my cash? You go public. Now there's more people. Now you're not playing with your money. You're playing with other people's money. So I think that did help them greatly uh, with that as well. Well Those were the the Facebook questions. I got some starred ones in the chat here. We'll just we're gonna fly through these guys pretty quickly. All right, because we're on offense. All right. If bad news brown never ruined the Canadian stampede, would Stu Hart ever sell the Vince? Seeing Canada being the ultimate territory unto itself. Uh, I'm gonna answer that question seriously. Bad news brown did not mess up Canadian stampede. There were many extemporating circumstances that led to the demise of that of that um organization. Malik Murray comes in saying, "Does Triple H need a SmackDown Six for the next for next year in 2023?" That's on you, bro. No, I don't think so. I think SmackDown Six was something how Paul Heyman wrote and booked things. Let Triple H do his own thing at yep. this point in time. I don't think we need it yet. Uh, my question is actually, do you think Batista? Oh, so sorry, I, I apologize if I accuse you of asking a different Batista question. Do you think Batista is a better actor than Dwayne? 
Jeesh, jumping down uh, my throat. No, I mean, Dwayne Johnson has become the biggest actor in the world, money-wise, and I think he's a top five, top ten actor as far as his acting ability. He's perfected his craft. I think Batista has a long way to go. I am going to disagree with you on that. You I think, think Dave Batista in the rock? Really? I think he is, as you look overall. Batista has done more movies where he's been the superhero. He's been a serious person. He's been the crazy man. He's, he goes out of his role more. Rock feels more like he's in that Arnold role now. He He's the action movie guy. Even if it's bad, you call The Rock. He'll do it. He'll make it work. You know what I mean? Rock's kind of in a box versus Batista. Can He's spreading his wings more. I don't know which one's the better route to go in acting. That's to be determined. But right now, I think Batista might be the better actor because he does different roles. Okay. Uh, Connor asks, do you think WWE should go back to the old pay-per-view model and have uh, each show be brand exclusive? Oh, no. <laughs> I can't even answer anymore. But keep the pay-per-views the one a month. That's that's you, Sean. Um, I'll say no, especially since there's only one champion. Um but I'd say no. I think I think the big stars from both brands should be on all the pay-per-views. Just have to measure it out properly. Malik Murray, do y'all think that WWE needs to bring back the old belt designs? They, I think you could have some type of focus on like the greatest ones of all time. They damn near need to change the tag titles. The old, the old, the 1980s and 90s tag titles were way better than this crap they have now. Yo, the Spartan belts have been hated. The penny belts when they first came out. Now they're the nickels. The nickels were an improvement, but yo, the Spartan helmet's got to go. That's and, whack. And the intercontinental belt is disgusting. Yeah, br- I do. Bring me the Cody white strap one back. That was perfect. You can leave it. I think that belt would look cooler on. Uh, I almost called him Walter. Yeah, it's not Gump. That's true. That's true. I think that would look good. Oh, this is a long one. How would y'all book this year's Rumble, uh, Sean? I'm gonna throw it to you, man, because you had an idea for that one. Um, I think I think Cody wins. I think Cody wins and goes on to WrestleMania to face Roman Reigns for one of the belts. I think that um, Rock should stay the hell out of it. Um, let me think. Uh, Seth Rollins and, and Cody in the last the last two, and Cody comes out on top. Okay, uh, Casey, with his retirement coming up, what's your favorite Dustin Rhodes match, and why is it King of the Road? Dustin Rhodes, you got a favorite match of his that you love? Well, I have I have one that's personal to me. Yeah, go ahead. For me, it was Battleground 2013. Correct me if I'm wrong on the dates on anything, Sean. Goldust and Cody Rhodes fight for their family's jobs against the Shield when the Shield were unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I was in, that pay per view sucked. By the way, I was in the arena though, but for that match. The crowd was so electric. We were in there for every count, every pinfall. It was one, two. Oh, he kicked out. And when Cody grabbed Seth Rollins and he was holding, he was like, ah, and he screamed. Bro, the fans, I'm getting goosebumps. I don't know if you guys can see it. I'm just talking about it. Cody hits it. He goes for the pen. Goldust, like, hackles Roman down, like, no, you're not going to do it. And Dusty taking off the belt with Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, where he's like, uh, he's doing all that. Dusty's just like this with the belt. They told Dusty not to do that because his pants might fall off. And then he hits him with the elbow, and then he's whipping the belt around to keep him away. It was perfect. And then when Goldust runs into the ring to cry with his brother, it just reminds you of being with your brothers, your father. It was just that moment. I was like, the good guys win, and I love this. It was so good. 
Um, mine is similar, um, not quite as emotional, and probably not as good because I like that match too. But I'm going to say when Goldust and Booker T won the tag team titles for the first time. Oh, that was a good one too. That was a good one. Um, Big T, question, what keeps you guys motivated to talk about wrestling on a weekly basis? And where do you guys draw the line in the sand and have to take a break? Um, I don't see us taking a break anytime soon. We're both fathers. We both have families. Um, so obviously that comes first. But I think what we do is pretty good. And as long as we're having fun and people are enjoying it, we're going to continue doing our thing. For sure. Um, and shout out to uh, Joel, Joel in the chat oh, saying, hey, guys. Happy holidays. My man, Sean, Fight TV, boxing correspondent. He is your guy. Um, doing great stuff on that video, man. We had brought it up earlier. Make sure you guys check that out. Get him some support. Maybe we can, maybe we can get this on Fight one day. You never know. You never yes. know. Yes, yes. Doing big things. But while we're talking about it, um, I have been talking wrestling on a weekly basis for so long, bro, that I can, I can tell you the times more so than the times – that I've done, I can tell you the times that I've missed because it's so few. And one was a hiatus that I took from my father. And other than that, it would have to be like something crazy happened to where I couldn't get to a computer, uh, family reason or anything other than that. But for the most part, I'm on every week and I usually try to give you guys a show. Like we said, we've been doing this 17 straight weeks. Haven't missed an episode. We're doing good. The day's going to come where one of us will have to be replaced for an episode. It's going to happen. But right now we're going hard and I love it, man. So um, I don't think there's really family might be the draw on the line where you got to take a break or something like that for us. Malik, do you think that WWE should bring back the attitude era and ruthless aggression era? No, that's, that's a one time only thing. I say yes, but only out of selfish reasons because Conrad's probably right. It probably wouldn't work. <laughs> Sean, who is running this company and why do I see Sable back on my television screen? <laughs> Um, what do you guys think WW2K has to work on on their games? We did answer that earlier. You got to put back the story modes and things like that. Stables, uh, do you think stables and improve being able to carry two titles at one time? I think carrying two titles at one time is pretty cool. They got to have it for Roman, I feel, this year because yeah. of how he's been. Do you think that WW should make new sets for Raw and SmackDown and make a custom design title? I think new set designs are needed, and I do think they should differentiate the uh, world championships more. I don't. I think the I think the new sets are. I agree with, but if, I would only different time make with the WWE title. I would just make it red. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just. I think you could do something different. Like that Universal title is cursed at this point. If oh. you're gonna separate the titles, have it be the WWE undisputed like Universal Championship. Like merge the histories, and then after that, I think you can say like, here's the World Heavyweight Championship again right. okay. for this brand. F flip it like that. Uh, favorite ruthless aggression era feud. So that's going up to around 2008. I'm trying to think seven, six, five, four. Oh, mine might have to be. Ooh, I don't want to say that either. Who, Malik? Good question, Malik Murray. That's a good question. Um, that's a great question. I'll go Randy Orton versus Triple H. Even though it was kind of, I like kind of limited, but. I like that one. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to go with, you know what? I, I dug the Chris Benoit, he who we shall not speak of, if you guys are ever wondering when we say that. Chris Benoit getting the title shot at WrestleMania because I did not think he was getting that title. Like when he won the Rumble, I was legitimately shocked because I was like, I don't know who's winning this Royal Rumble this year. 
And when he won, and I love that he came in and he was like, oh, I'm not challenging for the SmackDown title. Sean super kicks him and he takes the shot. Yeah. And he gets yeah. into it. That's That was a great feud between the three of them, I thought. Uh, most hated storyline in WWE, Malik asked. Currently, I laughed at some of the bad ones that people I'll, really I'll hate. Talking about currently, um, I'll, I'll go with... Uh, I, I think Ronda Rousey with this tag team that is like three years too late with with uh what's her name um tell me out ronda rousey and Shane Baszler beating up everybody i think it's corny okay okay i see some people adding their thoughts to cena angle that for ones they love katie vick all time was the worst katie vick is popping up a lot yeah. um what, what was your pick i'm sorry your final pick yeah, I'm gonna go in, in in today's landscape. I'll go the whole tag team, every beating up everybody, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Okay, uh, I don't. It, it didn't say today. It could have been of all time. For I don't know. That's tough to say. There've been some really bad storylines. Oh, you want to go all time? I think the storyline with Booker T being disrespected as a black man by Triple H is the worst ever. Yeah, I'll co-sign that. I hate that one. That's that's definitely my top five though, for sure. Like every time. Why is Cyclops the worst worst X-Men ever? Don't you dare disrespect Scott Summers. I'm tired of this crap. He was the true leader of the X-Men. He did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Wolverine disrespected and didn't listen to anybody. They gave him everything. All right? That's how I see it. How dare you? And don't start bringing up any of that stuff that happened afterwards. Big T, WWE contacts you and offers you to host Table for Three program. You could pick superstars from the past, present, and future. Who are the three people that you pick to have the dinner and convo? Uh, I, I got a good one. Vince McMahon, uh-huh. Eric Bischoff, Paul Heyman. I think that they would go insane in front of each other. But I would love to hear them just talk about the war stories of the 90s and what was happening at that time. You know what? I cannot top that. I think that would be an unbelievable show. All right. We're getting towards the end. We're at last four. Malik Murray, which was worse, the Triple H's reign of terror or Jeff Jarrett's reign of terror? Don't ask me that because I'm going to tell you something you're not going to – I don't think Jeff Jarrett's reign of terror was anywhere close to Triple H's. Triple nah, H three was disgusting. Triple H's was Triple H's was bad, bro. Jared was at least polite, probably, but he was like, if you don't like it, buy your own company. <laughs> Triple H was ripping up books saying, who's going over? <laughs> like, I don't I don't know, man. If I met Triple H today, which I believe one day I will, I would shake Triple H's hand and say, thank you for all your contributions to the business. Thank you for all you've done. But in 2003, you were a complete a-hole. Yeah, I was not a fan of uh, Triple H during that time period. Um, most underrated wrestler should have been a big star in the wrestling. Oh, by God, Ziggler. Here to show the world. I mean, yeah, Dolph, Dolph is probably up there. Um, I'm just trying to look and see, did WCW really miss out on somebody who was here? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Disco Inferno was good for five minutes. Not he was he wasn't good enough to be a world champion. But I will say this: in the old WCW days, I think that if they had given Booker T a push sooner, it would have changed the course of the company. Yeah, I'm gonna say Barry Windham because I don't think they ever fully got behind Barry Windham at a point in time when they could have in pro wrestling. So that's my answer for that one. 
Um, Demond McKinney, if you go back in time and save a wrestler from themselves, who would it be? Chris Benoit. Um, that this answer is not better than than that answer. That's hundred percent correct. Obviously, there's no better answer than that. But I'll just say Lex Luger because there was a rumor that he was talking crap about winning the title at WrestleMania 10 in some bar. Um, this is rumor innuendo. He was talking crap about how he was going to win the title. WWE kind of got wind of it, and they changed their minds about him winning the title at WrestleMania 10. Right. Uh, Narcolepsy Boy, serious question. Where do you think Roman is going to rank among the all-time greats? Top 10. Really? I think, um, I think eventually he's in my top 25 now. I think eventually he climbs his way into the top 10. If we're still talking about him being champion going into WrestleMania 40, not 39, 40, he will have crept his way up in, into, into the top 10. Right. Um, I could definitely see that with Roman. I think I think Roman's going to go down as top 10 when he's, when it's all said and done, depending on how long he wants to uh, stick with this. Roman Reigns is someone who many people have considered uh, being the guy around here. Um, yeah, and we'll see what happens with it. I, I, um, I want to add to this. Roman Reigns, to, Roman Reigns has done something in my wrestling world, whether it be me being just a fan, me not being a journalist, Roman Reigns has managed to accomplish something that has never happened for me, and that is somebody changing my opinion of them. I could not stand Roman Reigns in 2016, 17, 18. He was, I couldn't stand him. And now Roman Reigns is my favorite thing to watch in the company. So kudos to him for being able to make that pivot and do what he had to do to save his career. And not only save his career, he's better than he's ever been. So with that being said, at the end of the day, Big ups to Roman Reigns, and let's see if he can continue. I don't see anything outside of injury stopping him. I just think it's a very important decision who they decide to take the title from. And I'm not talking about the, the title split. If the title split happens, I think it's a very, very easy decision to give it to Seth or Cody Rhodes. But he has to remain the universal champion for another year. If he's another, if, he, if he's champion going into Philly in 2024, just put, you know, he's already a Hall of Famer, but, I mean, he's just solidifying have Sammy cost him that match, and that's where the absolute beating of a lifetime comes from. Man, you can have that story nice. continue afterwards. Nice. You can really do that. Um, Derek, you know, I'm gonna let Derek sneak this one in because he's a he's a good guy and he's been here the whole time. He said, most underrated faction of all time. Do you got um, one, Sean? Is there someone that you just love, even though it's like you shouldn't like them like that as much as you do? You know what? You're gonna laugh at me because you're gonna think I'm just being a disco guy. I think the Filthy Animals were very underrated. Dude, yo, that was my answer too, bro. I yeah. love Conan. Was Conan is one of the coolest people in the NWO. Right. Him and Six and Scott Hall and Nash made the NWO cool. And when he was over there, Conan then went and started the Filthy Animals with Rey Mysterio. They were cool. Even yeah. Kidman. I was like, how'd this dude pull Tory Wilson? I was like, yo, there ain't no way these boys ain't cool, man. And they had Hoobie in there. Even Eddie was in there in the beginning. That faction was cool, man. My boy Disco was in there for comedic effect, I admit, for comedic effect. But it was fun. I enjoyed the Filthy Animals. Right? Um, Casey said, right to censor for him. They, they were a good group for what they were designed to be. Like, they made me hate the good father and all that. They did a good job with that. Ready for Street Fighter Six? Absolutely. Street Fighter is always good. <laughs> Ministry of Darkness. I know a lot of people who would say well, that. Ministry they, of Darkness wasn't really underrated. Like Ministry of Darkness was very recognized. 
I think a lot of people don't give them the credit they deserve until now. I know Derek's answer might be the brood. Like okay. Derek loved the brood with Gangrel and Edge and all them. It was good stuff. But listen, listen. What a great this show. Q, this Q&A was fun. Job squad. <laughs> they beat Road Dog, you know. You know, but he knows who's better than Brett these days. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were going to get away from me for a week, didn't you? Um, but but this has been a, a fun, fun thing for me to do. Took my mind off of the whole what's going on outside, all the snow and everything else. Um, I am let me first say this for the holidays, I'm grateful. It's not always about the gift, sometimes it's about the giving. Uh, I wanted to say thank you to Sean. He always gives great compliments every week on Twitter and all that. I thought it'd be nice to do it on here. So I gotta say love and respect to my brother Sean Hubbard, who decided to do this with me. Longer than 17 weeks ago, actually, way right. longer than that. Right. But um, I'm happy that we get to do this. We have a great audience who come in here and let us talk uh, pro wrestling with them. Um, <laughs> I want to hear you guys talk boxing and MMA. Man, listen, my MMA knowledge isn't what it used to be. It's it's all right. I could probably talk a little bit. Boxing, I could do a little bit too. But Sean, Sean's the expert in those. I don't know if I'm ready to... To take him on. Maybe one time we can get on there. I appreciate it, Joe, though. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. But uh, I wanted to just say that I love this brother so much, and I love everybody in the chat. Man, you guys made me forget about all this. And that was a great feeling. Like, I just looked up and realized, like, yo, there's mad snow out here. I just opened my window. That's why you see the background like that. There's crazy snow out here. There's work to be done. But for an hour and a half, you guys let me forget about it. So thank you guys so much for that. There's a Raw recap show for tonight. I don't know if anyone cares. To me, the next big show we're going to get will, is going to be SmackDown. We'll have John Cena teaming up with Kevin Owens. If you watch football, I know you're sick of seeing this ad as much as me. Versus Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Will this be the beginning of the end? Got to tune in to see on Fox. But, Sean, let the people know, man. If you got something to say, take us on out of here, and uh, I'll I'll let it rock, man. How are you? All right, so I want to, you know, give my love and respect to my brother Conrad. Like oh, I oh wait, wait, wait. I got to sneak in one more question here because my girl came in last minute. Jocelyn, Kier or Red Velvet? Who's taking the title off of Jade? Big shot. I would say out of those. I don't, either. <laughs> I, I don't think either as well. I think it's going to be someone completely different. It's, if you get Sasha, it's going to be her, I think. All due respect to my girl. I love you, babe. I know you're watching. But she knows how I feel about two females in the professional wrestling business. One is Sasha Banks. Everybody loves Sasha Banks. But Red Velvet is so gorgeous. Like, good grief. Lord have mercy. No, I don't think either one of those ladies take the title from her. Wow, Jeff Samuels, sub to the two YouTube legends. What's up, Jeff? That's good, bro. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Take us out, Sean. Take us out. So I actually want to give um, Conrad um, um, some love on today, man. You know, like I said to y'all before when the show started, this dude, you know, the wrestling community is so unique, you know what I'm saying? And that we, you know, kind of join forces through our love of pro wrestling. And then it just, you know, it just evolved into a brotherhood. So, you know, that's my dog. He knows that, you know, love him like a brother. So thank you, Conrad, for being who you are. To all the listeners, appreciate y'all. I just had my most successful um, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly show in in our history. Um a couple of days ago, and I and I'm not. I know Conrad would never say that, but that is coming off the strength of me doing the show with Conrad. So I want to thank him for having me. Let's call a spade a spade, ladies and gentlemen. 
I didn't have him. He had me. He brought me on, and he, you know, I, I thought about the idea. He pitched it. We figured it out together. But this, this brother man made the, the, the sacrifice of possibly it didn't work out that way. Thank God. But possibly splitting his audience to do this show with me. But by the grace of God, has been super successful. So thank you, my brother, and thank all of you. Shout out to Joella Fight TV. Shout out to all you guys, man. Even the guys who challenged me, you know what I'm saying? McKinney, appreciate you, my brother. Sick, appreciate you, my brother. That's what it's all about. Keep bringing the heat, keep bringing the energy. And let's make, let's make Clash of the Podcast the biggest show in the world. I think that we have something special here, guys, and that's because of y'all. So with that being said, Merry Belated Christmas. Uh, you know, to those who celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. Um, to those who celebrate Kwanzaa like myself, happy Kwanzaa. Um, I'm a Christmas and Kwanzaa guy, so we, we're continuing to celebrate. And, um, you know, I want to say God is good, man. And I don't beat people in the head with my religion, but I'm just so thankful to the Most High for his blessings. And I consider working with this man, Conrad Cushman, as a blessing. So with that being said, on behalf of Conrad, you know what I'm saying, and on behalf of myself, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly's in here. EPW's in here. This is Clash of the Podcast, and we will see you in the new year. The next time we come to you guys is January 2nd. It's unbelievable how quickly time is flying by. So until then, God bless, and remember, as always, evil never prevails. Be encouraged. Peace.